Everybody, welcome back. This is episode nine of the Nonsense Podcast. Um, today, we're joined by a very special guest and close friend of the band, Dan Sheehan from a fantastic hardcore band out of the Hudson Valley called Ghost Chant. Um, check them out if you haven't yet. They've been very active in recent years. So, uh, yeah, give them a little shout out. But, um, Dan, how's it going? Thanks for joining us. What's up? What's up? Hey, man, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I've been, uh, I've been dying to, you know, get involved and start talking with people again be social Dude, I, I feel that <laughs> i have been struggling hardcore with this uh i was talking about my mom today you know what it is it's like it's like if i it's one thing when i don't want to go places to not go somewhere but it's another thing to be like not be able to go anywhere oh dude i like so i can't tell you how many times i've been invited to like go out or go hang out somewhere like oh man let's go get a drink and i'm like eh, you know nah, i'm not really feeling i think i'm gonna stay home I can't tell you how many times I'm just like, man, I wish I had just gone out. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, like my biggest thing that I tell people, it's like, you know, that that five minutes a day when you went up to the coffee shop in town and said, yo, can I get, yo, how are you? I'm going to get a coffee. They're like, oh, hey, how are you? Like, you take those things for granted. Oh, yeah. Gone. We were talking about that the other day. Yeah. yeah it's it, it's true, man. The, the Just being able to go and sit down somewhere. Like, you know, I miss being able to just walk around barnes and noble <laughs> just yeah. like flip through books that i'm you know i keep telling myself eventually i'll buy and then i don't no, I, I know that feeling <laughs> it's like oh this is great and then i'm like well i don't read that much i probably won't read it dude i actually i had this conversation with uh with one of my best friends uh today i was saying you know i was like you know what i really kind of miss being able to just do randomly when i had nothing to do is just go to the movies yeah, oh. I miss being able to just sit like because I'm one of those people who just I enjoy going to the movies by myself. I yep. feel like I can really in, just in, enjoy what's going on around me without being distracted by you know a friend or whatever. And uh, man, I just I was like, this summer was supposed to be so good with movies, and now we might not have any, and I'm just sad. <laughs> well, I was reading today a, a lot of the drive-in theaters because there's one out here in Amenia too. They're uh they're not allowed to open at the moment, but a lot of them are actually they started up like a petition in New York. They want to be able to open because they're saying that's one of the few things you can actually do in quarantine because you don't actually have to get out of your car. Right, right, yeah. They, I've I've been hearing some rumblings about that, especially getting warmer into the warmer weather. That's right. like for a lot of these places, especially up here in like New York and stuff like that, they rely on the summer business to maintain, you know. For sure, and like my my town especially, it's it's you know the biggest the biggest attractions are rail trail, and that thing's I mean it's packed out every day. Right, right. Uh, so what's up, boys? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, Dan. Uh, so for everybody listening, um, I actually was not aware that you guys one knew each other, and also like how long you knew each other. So Dan and I met as like Instagram acquaintances. Yep. Um, one of us followed the other, and then like the other followed back, and um. Aaron slipped into your DMs. That's what he does. Yeah, yeah. Hey, dude. <laughs> no, I, it was I hot. did. I saw. I saw he was a Dropkick Murphys fan, which is arguably like probably number two or number one for me of like my favorite right. bands. I have two Dropkick Murphys tattoos, so like, yeah. I was like, oh fuck, who is this? Kid? <laughs> and then come to find out, like, you're you, when I saw your number two in eight four five. I'm like, all right. This guy has to know somebody I know. And then Adam mentioned nothing. Of, when I said your name, he mentioned nothing about knowing right. you. That is not He's true. Not, <laughs> you, no, I was just you said, him. no, you didn't say shit. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, cool. Like, we're interviewing, like, a net new person. We've never met this guy ever. And it's cool that he's in the Hudson Valley scene. 
Turns out, of course, as everybody in any sort of pop punk, hardcore punk rock band in the Hudson Valley, Adam knows that. Right. So, like, walk me back between, like, how you guys met. I What, you also got your nickname from the guys in the band? No, or? no, so that's... That was, that was Firestarter gave me that, that one. That was Firestarter gave me that one. Yeah, that was a while ago. Um, okay. I don't remember exactly when Adam and I met. I know it was years ago. You do? All right, because I was going to say, I, it was at least... It had to have been I, at least four or five years ago at this point. I remember exactly because... All right, hit me because I have a, a horrible grace. memory. It, was, it, was a, it made my night better. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's, it makes it sound like, oh, it's a great story. It's not that crazy of a story. It was playing Cards Against Humanity at Mike Cohan's house. Oh, yeah, dude, in his <laughs> basement. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I remember that now. You, you showed up and like you were the only person there who understood the jokes I was making. Yeah, I do. I do and remember I that like, now. And I was like, "Oh man, me and this guy right here." And that's that's how Dan. I remember. And then, I remember afterwards, and I, you and I were talking. I believe on the way back to my car, which was at like the end of his death trap of a driveway. Yep. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow. That's 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 how we met. And then I think like, I I don't even think a year after you were you joined Firestar. Yeah. And we started playing shows together. Right, right. And then I've known Avery for a really long time, but not like well. I guess I've knew his sister um for a long time and then uh same thing with like uh i knew nick for a while i don't remember exactly how i met nick but i just remember he's always been around um and then <laughs> seems the, yeah, oh it's seems not like a bad thing i just know he's always been around no, and, no. Uh, yeah, and then it's just eddie i've known everybody i've met You're oh yeah no so eddie and i uh i've known eddie since he was like i don't know 15 16 his old bands back in the day and i remember when he was in t look it was really funny actually like just thinking I, back on that stuff i remember uh farewell because the first time i ever i don't even think i told Eddie this i just was thinking about this the other day because i was listening to the podcast that they did and uh i met the first i, I never met Eddie, but i'm farewell to fairview actually played my the first ever transit show i went to that's how i remembered them so you want to hear something funny about that um if I'm not mistaken, I'd have to double check it, but I'm pretty sure I did their logo for them. Wow. Because I think what, um, who the hell was in that band? Was Benny in that band? I couldn't, the only other name I could really tell you was Joey. Okay. Because I think there was two dudes in that band that I knew growing up in like high school. Um, but, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure I did their logo. Right. I got another name for it. Okay. It'll probably it'll be a throwback because he, he met. We got taught. I work so I work part time at a uh, Davies Hardware when I'm not in quarantine. Yeah, <laughs> when when, and, when, uh, when you're allowed outside. Right, and I work with uh, Corey Pascal. Corey, and he, he we got talking about Ghost Chant, and I was like, "Yeah, it's this kid Dan." He goes, "Oh, I know Dan. I used to mosh with him back in the day at Cranel." Corey, I'm trying to think of his uh... Pascal or Pascal. I think I may say his name wrong, but man, he it sounds familiar. But he was like, oh, I remember Dan. He's great. And I, I, I made you a fan, but I just, I just wanted to let you know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, dude. Yeah, no. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how Adam and I met. And I've known the other guys for a long time. I've been around for a while, so I'm an old man. That's that's where the cool. nickname came from, where, being old. Uh, where are you from originally? So I'm from Poughkeepsie originally. Um, now that's I live true. out in Newburgh. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I pretty much grew up in Poughkeepsie, you know, when I was younger. Um family moved around a lot uh as these things go um but we kind of when we settled into poughkeepsie 
Um, I kind of just never left. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've moved around a bit since, but yeah, Poughkeepsie pretty much for the most part. Nice. So um, where's Ghost Chant based out of, would you say? What's the hub? Um, so the hub is technically Highland, New York. Um, okay. More like Milton area. Uh, we're all kind of spread out pretty far. Um, Gus, our lead guitarist, is down in Middletown, closer to like the Pennsylvania and New Jersey border. Yeah, that's pretty um, far. Mike, our uh, other guitarist, he's from Monroe, Connecticut, out near Danbury. Um, mm-hmm. And then Matt is from the Milton area. And then I was in Poughkeepsie. Now I'm in Newburgh. And then our bassist at the time, Luke, uh, is from uh, Troy, New York. So he's like, everybody's like an hour or so away from each other. <laughs> wow. That's good, though. I mean, it seems like it hasn't affected anything. Um, I was going to say, I was looking through your discography a few weeks back, and I saw you guys had a single in 2018, two EPs in 2019, and a single in 2020 yeah. already. <laughs> like, that's that's pretty impressive. Uh, I love I love Make a Home With Me. That's, that's such a great Thanks, song. Thanks, dude. Yeah, I got to I gotta get you – I got to send you guys over the, uh, the new stuff that's not out yet because um, I think it's probably uh, the most cohesive – uh collection of songs we've written and then uh i think they're probably the ones that we took the most time really solidifying um in terms of rather just writing a song and being like oh the song's done we're good we kind of sat back and said you know we've got these 10 songs these 10 demos whatever um you know which ones do we think are the strongest in our opinion, which one do we think need a few more things to really round it out? And then which songs do we think just don't work at all? And I think we settled on uh, six that we're really stoked on. We've been, we've just been really focused on um, putting out product. Uh, When we first started the band was immediately after uh, our previous, well, three of our, two of us, three of us, our previous band, um, we were in a pop punk band called Firestarter, Mike, Matt, and I. And uh, the band did well. We did some cool stuff. We got to tour a bunch and play some really cool shows and stuff like that. But uh, it came to a point where it just wasn't really working um, for us as a unit. We weren't really happy, really honestly, just doing it anymore. We didn't want to do it. We didn't want to do that music. We didn't want to do it together. We wanted to be separate. Um, so our last show was actually with One for the Braves. Um, it was wow. I had that, I'm literally sitting next to the poster. Right we had the, the With the Punches <laughs> holiday show. Yeah, that was our, that was our last show. Um, wow, what a lineup. Yeah, oh, it was a crazy lineup. Uh, who was it? City Lights play that too, right? Oh, dude, I got you right here. It, uh, it was uh, From States Away, One for the Braves, Firestutter, Bloom played it, uh, Such Gold, City Lights, and With the Punches. Yeah. Wow. So we made that our last yeah. show. I remember you, uh, Adam. Remember blowing up balloons with me upstairs in the loft. <laughs> I do. I remember blowing up balloons. And I remember you helped me hang a wreath at one point there too. Yeah, yeah. But it was a great time. We had a, it was an awesome final show. And um, when it now was that the loft no, this was at the chance where you played. Um, yeah. Okay. And then sure. uh, when that was done, um, literally New Year's Day, uh, the following 2018 New Year's Day was our first practice as a band, and. Um, we wrote for five, four or five months. 
and then went to the studio with Brendan Williams. Um, he's got a studio called Gain Stage in New Paltz. I would highly suggest hitting the dude up, um, especially if you, you know, you're a heavier band. Um, but he's just got an ear for just the little things you miss. And um, so we went there, recorded an EP with him, didn't do anything for a couple months in terms of writing. We kind of just sat with those songs, um, had the EP done and then went and shot a music video with Brandon Lane. Um, funny enough at like Coheed and Cambria's old practice space um, <laughs> or something. It's in Where's Middletown. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No There's way. these warehouses. I guess they rented out a storage unit that like, it's really kind of, it's hard to explain because you just don't expect it. But you know, when you're going through a storage unit building and they have the skinny doors that are clearly just like, the size of a normal door. It's not a garage bay type door. Yeah. You slid it up and then there was another door and you figure, okay, it's just extra, you know, protect. There's another door that needed a key. When you open up that door, it was this giant room. Like you could easily fit like eight cars in it, but it used to hold, I guess all their like um, tour gear, all their like amps, their, backdrops for the tours and stuff like that just had everything in it but it was really cool we got to shoot it in there it was empty at the time i don't think they were using it anymore um in what song was uh this, this was for letters which was the first song we put out we okay. played our first show august of that year and then or july of that year then put out letters in august and then we have this thing where we we don't like to release music until we have music ready to go for the next batch um hmm, yeah it's smart. it's really kind of just where we're at i guess it we feel it's the way we like operate more comfortably is just like you know we we had letters done but when we released letters we already had the ep ready to be released then we, we dropped the ep in january of that year by the time we released that ep in january we had already been in the studio in december and recorded the next ep and then we released that one in June, I believe it was May or June. And then come January, we put, we put out make a home with me. We just, we have this like every six months, we just want to put stuff out because it's really hard to I, stay relevant if you're not continuously putting out content. And that's something that we are trying to embrace. It's not easy. Some bands really get it. Some people just understand and they constantly have stuff like ready to go. We're still figuring it out, but I think we're doing a pretty good job. What's what's your take on singles? Uh, I love singles. I think singles are an amazing way to build hype around what you're going to be doing. And it, I think it's also singles or like, you know, if you put out one or two tracks is a great way to show people where you're headed. If there is like a right. stylistic change or, um, you know, like for instance, Man Overboard just put out a new song. They haven't put out music in a long time. I didn't even know that. I yeah, that they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man Overboard <laughs> put out a new track, and they haven't done anything since they broke up. Um, but they put out this track, and it well, Zach has. Yeah, Zach has. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, but like, so they put out this track, and it's it's Man Overboard, but it's not Man Overboard the way you think. You know, it's not real talk. Um, right. So I think singles are a great way to bridge a gap between style changes. If you are, you know let's say you're heavily influenced early 2000s pop punk band, you know, think a la, you know, think in terms of like early Blink-182, old newfound glory, 
um, stuff like that. And you're transitioning to, you know, let's say like, like the story so far, or even like, you know, man overboard right. or something, you're going more right. of that polished melodic side of it rather than the heavily riffy, you know, hardcore influence side. A single is a great way to like bridge that gap. If you have a song that's in the in-between. Um, but I also think it's just a great idea to keep pushing you know what I mean? Like keep putting product out there. You know, you can have a thousand photos on your Instagram page and, you know, you might be getting, you might have 5,000 followers and you're getting 200 likes, but what are your stream numbers like? How many people are actually right. listening to what you're putting out? How many people just follow you? Well, that, that's like, yeah. So we, we hit the studio back in March and we're, we got some, we, we did a couple songs and we're going to put them out periodically over the next couple of months of singles and at, at, in time they'll probably hit an ep but from now they're going to be singles and the reason we're doing that in our opinion we were talking it's 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 easier to have more steady content and do more for the songs themselves if you do them gradually oh absolutely man if you if you plan out of solid structure especially if those singles lead up to you know say a longer ep rather than a five six song it's an eight song ep those singles hold people over and it gives you that strong time to really have to then really push the product or even reach out to certain places. Like make a home of me is on this EP we're putting out. And we put that out in January. Exactly. We haven't put out anything since then. We just shot a music video for, I guess like the first song we really wanted to put out. Um, and we're, we're like pushing that as hard as we can um, to kind of, keep the mindset of if we give little bits at a time we save ourselves time and effort to really push the final product like the actual ep if we give ourselves this little bit of time we can now you know say let's just say make a home of me ends up on these five playlists on spotify and that's awesome and you know now there's people or places or things that are seeing it you know maybe a guy who runs a youtube page is like yo i heard your song on this playlist I follow and I absolutely loved it. Do you guys have anything else coming out? Cause I want to work with you. It gives you that time to really kind of build that kind of build up to the larger release, which we're kind of at now, but with, you know, we were set to release the EP. We're actually, we would have been, I'm pretty sure what's today, the, the 14th or something. Yeah. That was the 14th. I think um, Yeah, <laughs> we would have been leaving for tour next week and we would have had this Friday actually would have been the release date of the video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we had to like, we canceled the tour, we canceled the release. Um, but that's just kind of what happens. I mean, the world's in a crazy place right now. We can't be, we can't be too upset with, with, a, you know, with this kind of stuff. We got to think more about, the people you know we have to think more about the health right. and safety yeah. of other people you know my sister's a nurse and she uh, you know she comes home every day and when she gets home she has to shower like immediately and immediately wash her clothes because it's that's how crazy of a world we're in right now um so uh it's for the best but now we're you know we're considering options for what do we do now so we think we're just gonna probably drop the video sooner rather than later with you know almost minimal kind of promotion leading up to it we think we just want to kind of drop it and just be like surprise here's music right <laughs> yeah you know i've noticed a lot of bands i feel like they were holding on to stuff for the summer so that they could you know tour on it or at least right. you know play a few shows on it um 
but it's getting to the point where they're like, you know what? People are at home. They're consuming media at a greater rate than pretty much any oh, yeah. point before this. Why not just push it out now? You know, give somebody who's staying at home who has the right. time to watch it, you know, give that to them. And I think it's a, it's a great, like, reverse strategy of what you do. Yeah, I mean, do. It, what, what really, like, kind of blew my mind was uh, there, I saw, like, a stat the other day that um, Tiger King on Netflix – uh, surpassed uh, views like all time on Netflix, like stranger things season two or <laughs> three, I think it's season two, season two had like the highest. And you got to think like that's around the time when life was kind of normal that had the most streams like first week. And then tiger King like blew it out of the water because people are looking for something. Right. And yes. it's, it's one of those things like, you know, with Stranger Things, like, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it at some point. You know, I right. things I'm doing, then I'll, I'll watch it. But like, Tiger King right now came out at a time when everyone is just like, okay, I yeah. got an Dude, too. you remember when, when Netflix first came out with like uh, with Making a Murder? Yes. And like, people were obsessed with it. They thought it was mm-hmm. like the best document series. I still haven't watched it. I haven't either. I know <laughs> plenty of people who have. But like, you know, there was this amazing kind of gravitation towards this show. Imagine if that came out right now like how consumed <laughs> the world would be with that with that series oh, yeah. like way better way bigger than joe exotic and his craziness and carol feeding her husband to tigers or whatever it was i haven't watched it <laughs> listen she i'm did. gonna take everyone's word for it according <laughs> to the social media i, I watched she did it. it i watched it solely because of social media but on the carol baskin thing i will say this though she's one of those it, it, one they interview people who just fucking straight up hated this woman Right, like, and like, I think I said this actually back on like our first ever podcast. Aaron and I were talking about this. Oh, I it listened. Was like, it was like, it was like, it was <laughs> yeah. like one of those. It was like one of those things where I was just like, if you came to me and asked me if somebody I hate killed somebody, I would look at you and be like, yeah, probably. I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be the best source. It, but like, she doesn't help it either because then she turns around. And she's like, well, if I did do it. Yeah, she's like got this way of doing it built yeah. out. I've, I've heard so, it's crazy. But yes. All I'm saying is Da Vinci had a paintbrush. That's true. He painted. I'm saying Carol Baskins had fucking tigers. Hey man, listen, I'm 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 willing to to bet that it's a high possibility. But uh, but yeah, man. So that's that's kind of where we're at now is with everything going on and um and stuff. We're just trying to figure out the best way to stay relevant, especially as like a smaller, you know, unsigned band. It's it's tough. Um. You know, we we had built a, a good amount of traction leading up to this point, and a lot of good things were working in our favor. Uh, and then, you know, this whole pandemic and catastrophe kind of hit, and we had to take a step back and figure out how the hell do we stay relevant still? Like, how do we continue that kind of push? And uh, it's tough, man. We're figuring it out, you know. It's easier. I shouldn't say it's easier. You know, it's maybe – a little more convenient for larger size bands because they can drop a single and know their fans are going to be diehard and go listen. And they're going to listen to it a lot. And those streaming numbers are going to look awesome. Um, But like for a smaller band that's still kind of building uh, their, you know, fan base or, you know, their attention, it's, it's tough. So we're, we're trying to figure it out as is, you know, so many others, but we're struggling hardcore with that right now. Aaron, Aaron and I have been doing this and, uh, this is a great been, idea. Yeah, I mean, this is this is what Aaron and I have been doing. But we, you know, we were talking the other day, and like, what what do we do for content? 
you know, it's like it's like we're all like different. We're all, you know, uh, I think actually of the of the five of us, I think I'm the only one that's actually not working right now. But uh, uh, you know, we're, we're all we're all doing we're all doing things to keep busy, and also you know they're working and this, and we're also trying to find time to create content, and that's yeah. something we're struggling with. One of the best bands I've been seeing so far with content, and they're obviously you know they're a bigger band they have a following, but Four Year Strong has been doing. I know who you're gonna say. Who, oh, I'll, I'll let you say right, your next. Four Year Strong's been doing great because they just released today. They released. They've been doing like playthroughs of the new album, right? Or they they were on this thing. It was uh, this rapper like took uh, never listened to Four Year Strong. Uh, I can't remember what the name of the thing was. I thought it was great. I think I saw that actually. Yeah, I think they shared it, and it, he like took uh, wasting time. He made it like this like R and B like really laid back track never, oh, and having never heard it it was it was really cool see that they've been doing great that's the kind of thing right now is where i think uh, with something like this going on in the world i think this is a great time for kind of rebuilding the community in terms of music because 100%. you have these you know like i know nick does like he does hip-hop beats on the side like now is an amazing time for somebody like that to you know, work with an artist you wouldn't expect and really kind of bridge that musical gap. I think this is a great time to really kind of use your, your status in your relative scene, whatever it might be, and just reach out, do collaborations. So many bands now demo at home before they go to an actual studio. You know, I know so many guitarists who write at home first, demo it with, you know, MIDI drums or whatever it might be. And they're like, Oh yeah, I wrote this song. What do you think? And you listen, you're like, Oh, this is sick. This is the time for like collaborative works. Like, I mean, that's Eddie do it too. I mean, we we get a demo from Eddie. It's got MIDI, it's got guitar, and then Avery throws a lead on it. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like that right there. This is the time to collaborate. This is the time for Avery to reach out to, you know, such and such from this band, and you know, this, you know, a local rapper, and be like, hey man, I wanted to try to do something new. I know you do most of your stuff from home. You home produce. Like, would you be interested in doing something like this and really kind of putting out something, a product that people aren't expecting because that's what people will gravitate to. They're going right. to want that new fire. And I think this is like the perfect time. We're all stuck at home. You know, I can only do so much yard work. <laughs> and to your point, um, this has also been an awesome opportunity just like, with Adam and I just starting this, I've gotten the chance to meet a ton of people and have very high level, com- or, right. sorry, very in depth conversations with people um, that I probably wouldn't have ever come across, or like maybe rarely would have come across. Um, we've talked to the guys Sweet. from League MVP, um, yep, a band yep. called Goalkeeper from Philly, that very good friends with us, um, our friends in Real Talk, who we'll see on occasion. Um, yeah, and we have like a few other guys. Uh, uh, JJR from Keep Flying is going to be on soon. Um, stuff like that, and yeah, it's pretty exciting to like talk to people who've been there, who've done it, and then also people who are at the same place, you know, musically right. as we are. Yeah, and right you know, it's, their career. This is a time where I think you'll really see certain bands maybe falter a little bit, and then certain ones like really rise. You know, because this is putting a a huge strain on a lot of people like you know for smaller bands you're losing your income when you lose your job so you're losing your ability to really kind of pay for the things that a band needs to start off and it's it makes things really really difficult and um you know like i'm 
I've been doing this for ever. Like I'm, I've been playing in bands. I think I started off when I was, I think like my first real band, I was 15 and I was a freshman in high wow. school. I, I had just done like a talent show with like two friends of mine who we didn't even write music. We just played like riffs and grindcore shit. And I flipped all over the stage. Um, and like you have, you always, <laughs> that's one thing not to cut you off. You, oh, you have some of the best stages <laughs> I've ever seen. Thanks dude. I appreciate it. And listen, it's not getting any easier because now I'm just getting older and fatter and, winded way easier i know um, that i know that feeling yeah man so like my first kind of project i did was with these these two dudes from high school and then after that i actually joined a, a band that had music they had had a singer i remember um seeing them a few times and uh i think we did like two or three shows i think i was 15 or 16 and you know i'm 31 now i'm gonna be 32 at the end of the year i'm still going and i think i'm going still because i just don't know when to stop you know like my fiance she's been insanely supportive of everything um you know she's seen me go on the road several times and come home broke and you know i've lost jobs to go on tour and she she just gets it you know she'll never push me to to stop but i think she wants me to kind of come to that conclusion on my own and i just don't know when i'm gonna do it <laughs> Yeah, no, I love that. I I love every bit about that because the second we stop doing what we love is the second you've just lost yeah, man. Your and, and, in life. and like on what you're saying, like I I mean in the, I think I don't think I've seen anything. I don't say seen. I don't think I've done anything music related like a band practice or anything in probably three or four weeks now, close to a month, and I'm like feeling it hardcore. Like I miss it. I want to get back to it. Like I can't wait to get back and. You know, it goes to the next question I kind of was going to ask you is uh, how much is not playing shows right now? Um, so from a, a mental standpoint, I've kind of been trying to look at it as positively as possible. So I'm looking at it from a sense of I finally have that downtime without the tour coming up or the show or the recording session or the music video or you know just my regular everyday work i'm kind of taking the opportunity to like use the time to do things that i've been putting off you know like i'm i'm a big book reader i like to read a lot and i've go to barnes and Noble, like i said and the last time i went there i think i spent like 160 dollars on books and i haven't read a single one of them fuck yeah so like yeah. I've been taking the time to just like read and then I've been taking the time to try to write and stay creative. Like I do graphic design and I do all our logos and our flyers and our merch and stuff like that. So like I'm coming up with new stuff that we'll probably never use, but it's keeping me motivated to continue with the project. But yeah, man, not playing shows sucks, especially like knowing, you know, I would have been leaving for tour um, next week and, you know, is a huge bummer and it sucks man um the last few shows we did before this were fucking awesome um so it definitely sucks i'm definitely getting a little stir crazy the last uh i think the last practice we had was a couple weeks ago as well it was right before the big kind of the big uh shelter and home thing and uh we tried to do as much as we could with that practice so we ran through our, our what will be our future set and um, we demoed or yeah, we demoed a f or worked on two of the new songs that we're writing now. Cause we've already got demos for the next record. And uh, we shot and edited um, 
a playthrough video for make a home of me. And that's kind of the thing that we've always been striving to do is be a couple steps ahead. But I don't think that anybody really planned to be kind of locked up this long. I think we did this thinking like, Oh, in a month or two, it'll be done. So we'll put this out and it'll save us time before we release the video. But now it's looking more and more serious. Um, right. So we're trying to figure it out by staying as positive and motivated as possible. So it's great when, you know, Michael texts the group chat and be like, I just wrote the best shit I've ever written. Or, you know, Gus will be like, yo, here's a link to this demo I wrote. Let me know what you think. And then, you know, I have a mic set up at home now, so I can kind of demo from home, which is really kind of fulfilling that desire, I guess. You know, I don't feel as tired after a show, which is great because I'm not doing a show. I'm just demoing vocals in, you know, in the spare room in the house. <laughs> so, right. Um, but yeah. dude, it sucks. It's an absolutely miserable feeling. I have said for the longest time, I don't really know what I would do without it. And now that I don't have it and I'm like forced to not have it, I always felt like, you know, I'll stop doing it when I choose to stop doing it. Being told I can't do it. I'm like just beating the shit out of myself. That's what makes it worse. Cause like when we, when we broke up with one for the breeze, like none of that, I wasn't nearly as like affected as I am. Like it was depressing for, you know, like a month or two. Cause it was just like, Oh, I put so much into this and this yeah. and that, but it really, it wasn't as bad as this because I still knew there was something to come. I still had opportunities and I started filling in for real talk, you know, I think at the end of that, but um, now it's like you said, it's that thing of, no, nah, you just can't do right. it. Like it's not there. It's, you know, I, I was reading today. There's uh, I think all press posted it. They're saying that, you know, concerts may be one of the last things to actually come back. And I assume they mean like, you know, big things like, post Malone concerts and stuff like that. But you know, that still would affect little guys like us. Right. So I actually, I think I read that and the, the article headline is very misleading because when you read it, it says, you know, we spoke to one health advisor. So like one person out of these thousands of people (laughs) involved is saying, Oh, it'll be the last thing to come. Now where I take my, um, information as serious as possible is when like friends of mine who are in the music business are concerned, you know, a good buddy of mine, former bandmate from back in the day is a big booking agent down in Dallas, Texas. He, he works for um, a big production company down there. Uh, He works for a record label and he had said that he's concerned that hardcore touring, like regulatory touring won't really pick back up until 2021. And I don't think that he means there won't be wow. shows or there won't be festivals or there won't be smaller tours. But I think he means, you know, there there's always that time of year when there's like eight really sick tours coming through, you know, this area, the city or whatever. I think he's saying that's going to be a while before that happens again. Um, right. But, you know, every, you know, online music news outlet was like, you know, metal promoter says touring's <laughs> not going to happen until 2021. And he's like, that's not what I meant. <laughs> but, you know, sure. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 But yeah man, it's, it's a crazy situation we're all in. And, you know, yeah. you just got to try to stay as positive as possible. And it's, it's tough. It's not easy. Yeah, man. Um, so, hey, look, we time. are um, coming up on time. 
but um, we always want to leave you with or leave our guest with um, you know the last few minutes just to um, shout out anybody you've been listening to recently um, you know maybe fill us in I know you did a pretty good job of letting us know like what you know ghost chance to uh, what to expect from ghost chant you know in the coming months but if there's anything else you wanted to add um, detail wise I think this episode's going to cool. be launching um, late May so if anything might be happening around then but yeah um, this is your time and then at the end of that, we always do like a <laughs> right, right, right. like a drink of the week, especially since for sure, yeah, since we're all stuck inside. Hey, listen, man, it's essential. Some of us are. Yeah. Hey, I've been called it several times. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so go ahead. Man. I don't know when the record will be out, but I'm hoping by the time this episode comes out, the video will be out. So check it out. The song's called "Like Hell." Um, I'll send it over to you guys the second we're done with all this, so you guys can check it out. Give me your feedback. I'd, I'd love you know criticism constructive or otherwise like if you hate it just say you hate it it's cool um we'll do some dude, yeah i'm all about it um outside of that man like support your local bands support your local artists your local photographers videographers graphic designers don't be a cheapskate don't try to get a discount because you're friends with them pay them what they're worth show them that you value them the way they should value themselves in their business um you know understand that shit sucks right now but it's always going to get better it can get better you know you just gotta stay positive with it and you know start a pen pal man make a friend write letters post on fucking twitter everybody's got followers they don't know like yo what's your address i'm gonna mail you a fucking letter that just says yo what's up from new york love you you know um and just be be good people be good to each other and uh everything will be cool man and fuck yeah listen to Great old melodic hardcore bands like Verse and Modern Life is War and Bane and <laughs> I don't know, Killing the Dream and go go listen to Poison the Well and Shy Halud and that. <laughs> now Aaron knows why you're called Pat. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm an old dude. Uh, yeah, so I'm just an older man, I guess. I grew up, dude. I I that was started going to shows age, in the very early 2000s and I haven't stopped. I'm like 20 something years deep in this shit. It's never gonna stop. Wow. And you never would guess it when you see him. You'll never guess it. Do I look stuff. young? Because, dude, if you're saying I look young, that's a, such a compliment. Dude, you, you look young. You look young and, like, yeah, I was going to say, I thought he was, like, it really goes back to what I said to before, too. Like, watching you on stage, like, you move better than people who are younger than you. I, so that's I just that's a compliment <laughs> in itself. I just right can't there. help it, man. Um, but, yeah, uh, what are we doing? Drink drink or beer of the week or whatever? Um yeah, yeah. I'm, oh, uh, absolutely. Let's see. Look I'm currently drinking right now Equilibrium Strawberry Zeppelin, uh, single IPA, which is great. Um, but uh, there's this insanely good craft beer. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, um, but I highly suggest trying it out if you can get around to it. It's called Miller High Life. Um, it's the champagne <laughs> of beers. It's it's <laughs> it's coincidentally uh, you know, my favorite uh, champagne uh, as well. It. Yeah. It. it you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think I'm, I don't think yeah, I'm dude, weirdly fan. enough, you can find it in like gas stations. It's nuts. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, get out. That's, that's it. That's all I've been doing is just reading, writing and all that <laughs> stuff. But dude, no, seriously, thank you for having me on and stuff. Um, I haven't done a podcast before, so this is my first one. Um, so thanks for that. Of course. The, dude, I, I would have thought you No, dude, I the only time I've ever really, well the only time I've ever really like done anything like this is uh 
my old band was on a radio station once in like New Jersey, a college station. And uh, we had to sign a waiver that said that if we cursed no at all, we could be sued for $600,000. And dude, wow. I was so scared what to say hell? fuck because I usually curse every other word out of my mouth. But I, when I try to be conscientious, <laughs> conscientious of it, I'm pretty good at avoiding it. But man, I was scared. I pretty much said nothing during that interview. <laughs> that that would be me because like you, I, I've been pretty tame to these podcasts. But like I usually like to me, fuck is a sentence. Dude, answer. it really so like, it fucking just... is. <laughs> but yeah, man, I'll. Uh, but again, yeah, thanks, thanks for <laughs> taking the time to hang out with me and talk with me. This is like, uh, this is great because I feel like you know social interaction is huge right now whether it's a phone call or a facetime or you know just talking to somebody you've never talked to before it's just kind of getting yourself that little bit of normalcy is a good thing for the soul absolutely and i i hope this can give you a platform to you know spread out uh within the community um you know by this point i think you'll be episode 10 actually or episode 9 so you know Hopefully we'll have our footing in the podcast world, and you know, I, oh yeah, I, I man, want to I'm, you got me wanting to start a fucking goes, podcast man. now. I'm just, I don't know what it's gonna be called. We we did one with Do Real it. Talk, and uh, the bases went and started one called Base Talk, where he talks to bases about a week and a half after. Dude, <laughs> dude, that's yeah. Catch, catch I just want to find something <laughs> random, like. You know, we I've always joked with a bunch of buddies of mine about starting a podcast um, where we would just call it "We Like Us." Because we just like the shit that we like and we don't care and we, we're just random and we disagree on so many things. That, but our arguments are so fucking funny. So we've talked about doing that for the longest <laughs> time and I think I think now's the time to do it. But yeah, man. Th- this was all Aaron. I- I've always wanted to do a podcast, but I never could get around to like, yeah, man. do it on. And then uh, the night we did our first one, literally Aaron just shot a text to the group chat. Yeah, I had like three beers on a Tuesday, and I was uh, feeling myself. So Dude, I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, let's. And I, and let's immediately, talk. I was like, Fuck you know, I, I keep telling myself I, I want to, I want to do a conversation or like an article piece or just write something called like life outside of music and just talk to bands about their life not outside of music because you know you look at these bands like, uh, you know, for a great example is like look at Vincent Bennett from the Acacia Strain, right? you look at these bands because they're huge, you know, they're big in their respective genres and you go like, yo, these guys have got to like be so interesting. And maybe like, it's a little intimidating because they're on this bigger stage, this bigger platform and they're well known, you know, it's like the popular kid in school. How do you talk to this person? But the dude just likes to play fucking world of Warcraft and like, you know, yeah. Pokemon go and he goes for <laughs> hikes and shit like that. Like yeah. he's just a normal everyday guy. And I think like, that's, a great way to kind of inform people of how normal these people really are is like through something like that. But who knows, man, Dan, that's a fantastic I, idea. You know, I'm, I'm going like, to try to come up with something. Maybe I'll come up with like a, a, a layout for it. And then I'll hit you guys up and just be like, Hey man, uh, you, you guys want to be my yeah. first people? <laughs> Let's what? talk about your day job. I'm down, man. <laughs> Man, yeah. I, I will come on and I can talk your ear <laughs> off for days and days and days about Dude. old Hollywood. I live for old, old Hollywood, Hollywood movies. movies. All right, you got to give an example. Give me one to watch. Uh, well, I got. I'll I'll just read you from the posters on my wall right now. I have Alfred Hitchcock's okay. Catch a Thief, which is a Cary Grant, Grace Kelly, uh, vehicle. Fantastic movie based off a book. And then next to it, I have it's considered one of the greatest movies ever created, Sunset Boulevard, a Hollywood okay. story. 
Yeah, William Holden, Gloria Swanson, Eric Von Storheim. It's also got some of the great uh, silent film actors, Buster Keaton, and all them in it. But you'll see it too when I send you the songs. I definitely, uh, I definitely have a theme. I like it, man. In my life, and it's, I love. I, love I like it, man. That's a, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Seriously? I gotta, I gotta figure out what really influences people. All right, sweet. But yeah, man, thank you so much for for hanging out. Yeah, yeah dude, thank you. Dan, thank you so much for joining. Do it or don't. Listen to Chris Chan, everyone. (laughs) We're not going anywhere anyways. (laughs) No, I just mean we're not going to stop. By this point. (laughs) Listen or don't. We don't care. We're just going to keep going. Oh, oh, yeah. Is that Aaron comes in? No, it's like, (laughs) it's not for you guys, man. It's for us. No. Nah, man. But hey, man. We all all die. No. (laughs) Nah, man. It's like all music, all bands. It's not for them. It's for you. And if you like it, that's cool, too. (laughs) We're just a live by if you like even the slightest <laughs> bit of sound, listen Thanks, to man. Ghost Chant, and I'm recommending that. All right, guys. Well, dude, I'll absolutely, anytime, soon. man. I, I, I got all the time in the world. The <laughs> <laughs> all right, peace out, guys. Bye, everybody. Later, all right, guys. Have a good night.